You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 46. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's crack a in podcast world? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 46. 46. Pop it up and up. Pow. Done. Trying to get in on some fly happenings over here with those sound effects. Man, I'm always trying to get in and make some kind of noise. You know me. I'm always Time to get rowdy. Sound effect he's going to go with. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've now learned to just wait, pause, see what John has to say over there with via sound effect wise. <laughs> Well, it's a full moon, so I could howl at the moon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man, it is a full moon. It's beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Podcast World, we're coming to you today um, via the Zoom, so we hope the sound clarity is going to be pretty good for you. Um, I'm actually out of town here up in my favorite spot in the Highlands, North Carolina, so we took the show on the road this week, so to speak, for at least myself, and we got John and Craig coming, Craig, coming from your house, it looks like, and John is still in uniform over there at the chiropractic clinic. I am on the boulevard, man. I had to leave the home after dark, after dinner, come back because it's too rowdy in the house. <laughs> Tiny's been cooped up too long. He's way too rambunctious. So we give a shout out to Wallace for holding it down over there for us. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. I am surprised you're not sitting out there on that deck with the birds, or in this case, I guess maybe an owl or two hooting at you. Well, I got reprimanded too much for that, so I'm going to try to get into the quietest environment to not get uh, in too much trouble, be putting time out, or, you know, whatever may arise. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. That's yeah, the best thing for you. A lot of it back in the gap. I'm glad we found the straight and narrow as you're getting older in age, buddy. Well, I don't know about all that. So, so what's going up in uh, North Carolina? First well, off, man. I want to say, I'm, before you get started, I, I need to get in there and say, I am happy that you have chaperones along for the ride with you to, to keep you safe. You know, I'm worried about you. I've been on hiking trips for you. You're easily injured. So I just, I feel comfortable that, you know, your mom's there with you to hold your hand, take care of you. I heard <laughs> on the first hike, she had to uh, carry you out. Like <laughs> fireman style, pulling down off the mountain. Way to go, Lady J. Oh, pulling through. You know, Craig, Don, for some reason, thinks I get injured on all my trips. I think I fell like, I don't even know what caused this to happen. I think I slipped on ice. It was pretty legitimate when that happened, right, John? Was that what happened? You did. We were, um, we were going down where that waterfall is underneath, uh, and it was frozen. And you got on some ice and slid under it, hit your head. I almost did a split was, once, like, the next day. Oh, my gosh. We're about to have a uh, mild, but maybe not so mild traumatic brain, brain injury. But fortunately for him, 
I was the elite athlete. Saving. Regained my self yeah. athleticism. Shook it off. Not sure I that's what happened. A waterfall pictures you've been posting look beautiful, man. Looks amazing out there right now. The Thank you, change. Craig, for that hard turn to the right, as usual, to Positive Town. I appreciate that. Yes, it has been. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good time up here in North Carolina. It's been a while since I've come up here. You know, it's about the seventh time, seventh or eighth time here in the last three years, but it's probably been a little over a year and a quarter or so since I've been up here, one thing or another, COVID. Uh, we normally do an annual trip, me, mom, and dad. So that's been three or four of the trips over the last, I think four of the eight or so over the last few years. We, we kind of started that, seeing the leaves, a good opportunity to spend some time with Lady Jay and Andy Man up here. And uh, we got delayed because of the hurricanes, but we're here in my element, man, living the dream, doing my hiking, seeing the waterfalls, the views, the town. Truly my favorite place. Favorite place to go, trying to do a live it up here at some point. That's awesome. Did you hit any new hikes? Today I did, man. Went and did um, Whitewater Falls, which is right on the North Carolina, South Carolina line. It's the largest waterfall, I think, on this side of the Mason-Dixon line, something like that. It's beautiful. That's the one. Uh, I don't know if I sent y'all a picture of that or y'all saw that one online. That was the one that I, I, I did today, but it, it was awesome, not going to lie. It looked amazing. It's huge. Did you download the podcast while you were in South Carolina? Because the song we picked up South Carolina today for the first time on a download. So No, we did not, Welcome. but I have been channeling my inner John as best as I can, been slinging cards, <laughs> giving out more cards on this trip than I have since we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> About time. About time you start working it. Yeah, man, doing my best to, to do some PR up here. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great trip. Got tomorrow and then coming back Friday. So I'm uh, going to try to get a few more hikes in tomorrow. Check out the town. Uh, maybe swing by Tugs for Green Paul. You know, give him, give yep. him Green Paul's best for him. But uh, it's been great, yeah. guys. I hope to one day get this show on the road up here, the three of us. That's the hope. That'd be awesome. Be good to go back. We've been there once, but we didn't record anything. Man. John, you've actually been here twice, bro. Me, you, Green Paul, yep. and then with the Band of Brothers. Well, Craig. Yep. That's right. I pulled off the trip with you guys and a little family trip. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You've been up here twice too. Yeah. Well, yep. this is a good way to toggle into the good old would you rather, which I'm going to take this week. And I have to say, you know, we had a long time in the car ride up here, normally fly it. And Lady J was really perplexed with CC's would you rather last week. <laughs> I told me to get her up in the night, which is pretty comedic. I'm sorry, Lady J. It wasn't meant to cause uh, mental distress. It was just uh, thought-provoking. <laughs> like, she, she takes these things seriously. So she was telling me she had a couple, and I was actually listening to them, and I was like, shoot, Mom, these are pretty good, and they're kind of intense, at least in hot dog's opinion here. So we're going to see what you got. I debated kind of long and hard about which one to go with, and we're going to go with this one, so we'll save the other in our back pocket. And that is... Would you rather be in, be on the 32nd floor of a burning building or would you rather be in a boat in the Atlantic Ocean that's sinking? How far offshore am I? <laughs> uh, you're, no, you're no land in sight. You're right dead in the middle of the Atlantic. Ah, well... If I was out in the boat like that, uh, I, I'm kind of a survivor. I could probably break off a piece of the boat, 
take me a little harpoon, stab some fish to eat for a while till I swam around and hitched a ride. Um, I don't know, not a super big fan of fire, but I do love the skydive. So if it was getting too hot, I think I would have to take my chances and see if I could maybe aim for a soft spot to land and try to, try to get out. Cause I don't think I could stay in the heat. You're 32 so, floors up, bro. 32. I know that, that'd be a nice little free fall before <laughs> I had to find something to, to land on. But Hey, I do know how to maneuver in the air now. So I, I can, I feel like I could probably find something not so um, dense to land on. So I feel like I could go either way and really win with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John's unanswering. That's good. CC? I said I would thrive on either one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go thrive. With, I think I would go with the burning building. And here's my, here's my uh, reasoning. So if you're in the middle of the Atlantic, it's going to be a while before anybody finds you, if they find you, because you're going to be a speck in that water. And that, that's assuming I have a life jacket, because if I didn't have a life jacket, that would be a bum deal. And, uh, you know, I was watching uh, Shark Week, and they have these things called oceanic white tips. And those are the sharks that pretty much, um, I guess there was a, one of the wars, there was a boat or something that crashed, and like half the sailors got eaten by these oceanic white tips. So my luck, these things are out there grazing and looking for something to snack on. And so my hope is this building's on fire. I'm going to find the fire uh, stairwell, and I'm just going to go wide open down that thing. Because I can go up and down some stairs pretty efficiently. That's something I, I have to say I'm pretty good at. Now, I might Channel though. Dude, channel those uh, Stairmaster days back in Greywood. Stairmaster days, man. I'm going to go downstairs like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it may get a little warm on the way down or may get singed a little bit, but once I hit the ground, it's over um, if I make it. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the building on this one. I think it's a pretty hard call for myself, you know. I've talked this out a little bit with the old lady, Jay, actually, dinner tonight, and I was like, you know, my first inclination is the boat. I'm going to hop off. I'm imagining this is not a small boat like John's. I'm in a passenger boat. And I'm going to take one of those little lifeboats, blow it up, pop myself out in the water, <laughs> with my life jacket. And then this brings me to, have y'all either read the book or seen the movie Unbroken? Yes. There you go, John. Of course. Okay. I don't know if I've seen it, but I've heard of it. So I thought Great about story. that. Amazing story. Incredible. I thought about that. Um, and then I'm assuming if on a, I'm on a boat like that and it is sinking, there's some type of technology capabilities that does report back to somebody who's going to send an emergency vessel out there of some sort, maybe a helicopter. I don't know. And I can be saved out there. All I got to do is hold on for maybe a couple of days, which at worst case, if there's technology to let them know I'm sinking. I'm in the building. I honestly thought about that too, CC. Maybe I can get on the stairway situation. Maybe a helicopter can come in and rescue me. I don't know how many people are in the building. Apparently a lot if I'm on the 32nd floor though. So I think my odds are slimmer than if I'm in the little boat out there. So I'm going the boat and I'm going to hope for the best. I'm not worried about the sharks. Maybe worried about the weather if a storm rolled through and I'm chilling out there in the little boat. That might be <laughs> Now, I like how we assumed there's a little boat 
attached yeah. to the sinking boat. My, <laughs> he, he's, added, he's always added on new he's things like, for his I'm going to assume there's a little boat with a motor attached and, you know, maybe has a couple days rations on it. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, a fishing that, pole. <laughs> that was my first thought. How is he going to pack enough snacks for him to survive <laughs> while swimming and treading water for two days. We talked about him having to eat every 45 minutes or else he turns into the uh, cranky nanny like you see on the TV commercials. He may pass hey, out. So I, I don't most, know how you can go. Most of these water. big cruise ships, they've got the He's on a cruise on. ship now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if you're on Steve's center console in the middle of the Atlantic and yes. it's going down and you got a trip life jacket? <laughs> Heck no, I'm not doing that if I'm just waiting in the water in the life jacket. No, I'm in the I'm just equating this. If I'm on a 32-story building, that's a lot of people. The boat better be a big boat. And I'm gonna be hopping off on the little getaway thing and I'm gonna sit in that and wait it out out there. If that's the case, I'm in a life jacket. I'm taking the burning build burning building and I'm taking the chance. <laughs> that was a good you know, one. It's, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And you know many years ago when I first came back to Lake Charles to practice, I was invited to go offshore fishing with the, these guys. Um, and they went fishing and I wasn't able to go, but their boat sunk while they were fishing. And they had to tread water for seven hours while holding onto the ice chest until they got rescued. So I was almost in this situation. Holy cow. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Seven hours. Everybody survived. Uh, I feel like wild. I would have probably been riding on top of the ice chest or maybe in it. I don't know. But I dodged that bullet. Turning <laughs> water on an ice chest. Whew. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So it took him over seven hours before somebody picked him up. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to take that one. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Just wait till next time around. We got another pretty good one in the, in the bank here. Nice. Way to go, Lady J. Good job, Lady J. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm not the best at coming up with those. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Spin our way into the topic here, which was kind of, um, I think, inspired by John. CC kind of took it and ran with it a little bit. And that is finding beauty um, in different places or seeing God in different places, things, maybe people, stuff like that. Um, Johnny, you came up with this deal or someone was telling you about it, I think, or one of our listeners, something like that. You want to expound on it for the, for the listenership here? Yeah, that was a suggestion by one of my colleagues, uh, Dr. George Anthon. Um, he sent in a review recently and sent me a me really nice message talking about how he enjoyed the podcast. And I guess he had probably come across some of the ones where we had, you know, thrown out there. If somebody has something you want us to talk about, um, you know, send us a suggestion. So he had a couple of suggestions in there. And that was one of the things that he said, you know, what are, what are the ways that you guys see the presence or feel the presence of God or, uh, you know, see different, different things of beauty. So um, I shared that with you all. I thought it was a, some good information, a nice um, few words. So that's how that came about. I appreciate the uh, input, George. Yeah, man, I thought that was an awesome, awesome topic and I appreciate the suggestion because it's uh it's true. And the first thing I thought of was my fancy trees I look at when I'm driving down the road in the, you know, just those little moments. Um, I can't wait to talk about this because I guess the beauty of the life we're living in amidst the chaos, which we seem to have a lot of chaos these days is those little moments where you still see God. Um, you know, for me, it's my, 
friends and family, you know, it's just the love of, of friends and family. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's something that's always constant and, and present no matter what. And to me, that's, that's God on earth. Um, of course, the beauty of nature, I'd love to hear what Matt has to say. And Matt, you go up to the Highlands for a reason. It does something to your soul. I know I would love to hear your comments on that subject. And, you know, if you, if you, uh, have any insight, especially since you're taking a, a little trip right now. Yes, you see, um, and yeah, thanks a lot, George. We appreciate the, the topic. It is a, actually a good one, um, thought-provoking, and that is one of my favorite things to do when I'm up here. I actually today did a little bit of journaling, went and popped out this, uh, was cruising around, didn't have one up here. Normally, I kind of bring one, was cruising around, and look, bam, look at all this writing that took place today in the, uh, in the park. It's kind of sitting out there and actually it's weird. And I wasn't even thinking in, in relation to the topic because we didn't pick this topic till about a few hours ago. Uh, so it kind of just worked out. But I wrote about the crisp mornings, the good weather, um, something about just being up here that my soul, my inner being feels a little different. Um, a lot of times when the wind blows or you hear the sound of the waterfalls, I'm a big, big fan of them. Sometimes just sitting by them. Um, I personally feel God or see beauty in a lot of things. And I think in general, going to church and being up here are probably my two top places that I would say uh, can see in all people. If you look, look, you know, mindsets, right, et cetera. But being in nature, uh, that's why I like to deer hunt. I uh, don't do as much now as I used to, but kind of sitting there thinking, um, being kind of in nature. And that's what I feel when I get to hike. Um, I feel that a lot like I said, be it the wind, uh, seeing different animals, the views, the awesomeness or awe-inspiring happenings um, that you see a lot, be it with the waterfalls or mountains. It could be uh, any of those things, especially national parks. That's my fave uh, in general, but that's where I see it a lot. What about y'all? Well, I'm with you. I mean, I think, uh, you know, nature is pretty, pretty inspiring for a lot of people. And for me to be able to be out on the water in the last few years, I've had a lot of opportunity to be out there. Uh, a lot of time uh, I've been out there by myself, riding on the boat, fishing early in the morning, late in the evening. And there's just something about, you know, looking around, looking at the peaceful water, looking at the sunrise, the sunset that just seems to be very, um, you know, spiritual, very motivating, very inspiring for me. Um, you know, going back to one of the podcasts that we talked about a while back, you know, when we were on a trip with the Fricks, you know, that was one of the things that he said, you know, being in the mountains, um, in Allen's Park, where his family has a home away from everything is that's where he feels the closest, most spiritual, most connected to God. So I think there's a lot of different avenues. Another big one for me, um, and I think probably everyone who has kids has probably experienced this at some time, is just seeing the way that, you know, your kids look at you, your kids, you know, love you, appreciate you, trust you so unconditionally, so completely that, you know, you really can't do anything wrong in their, in their eyes. And, uh, I know you two guys and certainly our viewers and listeners don't know this, but I'm a greatly imperfected, imperfected man. So 
it's uh <laughs> it's it's uh it's a big thing to have somebody look at you and appreciate you that way. And just, you know, looking at that relationship between, you know, us and the way that we should learn that lesson from our children uh, to look to God in that respect. Um, I think it's just a very beautiful, very great way to recognize it um, that goes on, you know, every day in, in my life and probably, everyone who has kids has experienced that to some extent. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I actually echo both of you guys on that stuff. Um, you know, Steve's talking about you looking at your children and, and I, I agree completely. That was something where I, you know, especially when they're younger, that childlike spirit, um, you know, we're called to have that childlike spirit, which I guess looks at the imperfections with love, looks at everything with this sort of awe and beauty and, we kind of build up this callousness as we get older, I think, with getting a little um, jaded by a lot of the negative things in the world. And we start to adopt all these certain habits and things. And it kind of clouds, you know, who God's calling us to be. But looking at the children is a way to kind of see that that's what we're called to be like, even as adults, and to approach all of our fears and anxieties and adversaries with this, this spirit. And it's funny because a lot of times it's so noisy in this world at least for me, that it forces, it takes my attention off of God. You know, I have to look at all the things I've got to do, the, the me, 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 me stuff. And I remember I went deer hunting for the first time about four or five years ago. And uh, one of my colleagues invited me and I'd never been deer hunting. He said, I'm going to drop you off in the morning around whatever time is before dawn, five 30. And I'll pick you up at <laughs> like that afternoon. I was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Wait a minute. How's this work? <laughs> Wait a minute. And I, and actually I take that back. He probably picked me up around lunch. We probably did it again in the afternoon, but it was weird. Cause I was like, I'm going to be sitting in this chair for six hours. And I, I just couldn't get my mind around that. But and it, it was like, but man, it was the craziest thing. I mean, you're just sitting there and, and, and there's, you just, you're, you're just there, man. You hear nature and all of a sudden your mind is just at peace. It's quiet. It's still, and you're not distracted. And that's when you, I think you hear God talking to you the most is in those quiet moments. A lot of times as well, whenever you're in that peaceful state, like Matt alluded to, I guarantee you when you were journaling, you probably, God was sitting there, man. He was filling your heart and soul with all kinds of ideas and thoughts and all of his um, creation. So I think both of those are spot on, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, being out on the water fishing, uh, being on a boat where I'm usually secluded, you know, it's just me, my thoughts. I usually don't listen to music. I usually don't do anything else, but just listen to the breeze, listen to the waves hitting the water, listen to the birds that are flying by, that kind of thing, and just let my mind be open to where uh, my thoughts want to go. Um, you know, if there's any whispering in my ear of something that I need to hear a direction that I may need to change that uh, I just try to be open to uh, that suggestion. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And I think sometimes kind of toggling on them both. What are you, what, you, what both of y'all are saying, you got to put yourself in that situation. When I came up here for the last, I don't know, several months between the storms, law practice, one thing or another, I've been going really hard. Uh, normally, I would be making a trip like this at least several times a year, getting out, been since February, and it's been nonstop, like seven days a week in my world. And to the point when I got here the first day, I was like, oh, ready to go, I hit the boat, like, let's go do something, not even really 
taking a second to stop and smell the roses, so to speak. And then as kind of after a few hours stopping, I was like, oh man, got work handled, Courtney, my ride or die back home, holding it down. Restaurant's in pretty good shape, opening tomorrow, which is pretty exciting. Got Johnny Boy and Israel and Green Paul and Marty helping me out over there. We're rolling pretty good there. I could really kind of focus in on that. And you know, currently a lot going on here um, in the country. We're in the middle of the election situation. Still don't know at this point um, who's going to take that. Um, leaving a town that um, is very resilient, but at the same time, a lot of a lot of long way to go in the recovery process. And then today I was sitting out there and I was like, I cognizantly was like, man, this trip's been awesome so far, about halfway in. I need to take some time. Like when I'm hiking and out there, I definitely feel it, the presence, the water, the wind, but to really sit and reflect on what I've been seeing. And the things that came to my mind is, man, a lot going on. Like I said, hadn't thought a whole lot about the election all day. I just had to ask y'all to what was going on with it. And then it's weird. No blue tarps kind of has become the normal. Uh, Been away from it here for a couple days. Uh, No blue tarps, none of the um, kind of being around or centered through the heartache of going on. Like my whole world, all the other stuff that I've been extremely delved into, it's like it disappeared today. Like I literally, as I was journaling, thinking, and I think we all need that from time to time. It's good for just our, our mental makeup, you know, getting re-energized, things like that, but also to kind of get in touch with ourselves because you can get, like you were saying, Craig, so caught up in everything that's going on that you don't take a moment to do what John's saying out there on the boat, hear the breeze, cognitively think, cognizantly think of it, or like Craig, look at the trees. Um, and so I think a lot of us have to take that time. And then today I realized, man, you also realize kind of what's important, maybe what's not as important. Um, and that kind of hit me today a good bit. Absolutely. I think it's, um, you can't, you know, to be the best version of yourself, I think you need to somehow sometimes take a step away from, you know, the chaos of life and just have that moment to reflect. And, you know, me and my wife have been saying that for, I guess over a year now, I've got to take a trip, I've got to take a trip, you know, get away, get away, even if just for a weekend. And so kind of got hammered after, you know, Corona, we couldn't travel and the hurricane slowed it down. And I was like, well, at least I got, I'm like, Steve, I love the water and I have a boat and even my boat was destroyed in the hurricane. So all my little (laughs) avenues of escape have been uh, taken from me, but I can still have the constant of my friends and family to, to see God in this world and in prayer. And, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to joining you, Matt. I got to plan me a little trip. I'm sure a lot of our listeners could use a little vacay right now as well. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there. April said we get like a two night trip. We can we can always come here, CC. Hey, we got we got the pass, man. <laughs> hey, and I bet you I bet you ten bucks. Me and you playing this trip, and we're like, hey, John, you want to go? He'll come on the trip. But if it's me trying to get John, just me and John, and then hey, Craig, you want to get no go? But Craig, you're on the trip, John. He's gonna make it happen. <laughs> well, I always like to weigh my options and be like, okay, who's going? Is it really worth it to get away? Oh, CC's going, I'm in. <laughs> exactly. At least you admitted it. And you used to come with me, man. You were two for two back in the day. You're like 0 for 10 lately. And I could be like, you know, April, Steve's going. And I mean, we said two nights, but I mean, I think since we're going to be somewhere, three, maybe four, is that cool? <laughs> line it up, line it up. You know, another another big one for me, and uh, you know, something that 
I think I've talked about before in the past is, uh, you know, music is a big thing for me. Um, you know, I've talked about how listening to Christian music kind of settles me down sometimes whenever I'm irritated, frustrated. But a lot of times there's, you know, a message that's behind some of those, you know, beautiful lyrics, beautiful melodies that will be, you know, something that I need to hear for that particular day. You know, another big thing is, you know, hearing um, people preach, uh, whether that be a priest, pastor, whoever it may be that really is gifted in uh, delivering the words in, you know, a message that feels personal to me. Um, you know, we've all heard many different people speak. Some people are better than others. Um, and, you know, in our area, we're fortunate enough uh, in the areas that I attend church that a lot of times I will feel like I get that specific message that's directed towards me at a time that I need to hear it. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm with you, Brother Steve, man. I, I, I also, there's been many times in my life where I've been fortunate to be in the presence of a great speaker, um, priest, preacher, or somebody who can just deliver the word and, and help me, you know, just reflect on God's word and, and how it, how I might need him at that time in my life. And it's interesting, we've all been given the gift of sharing the word. And sometimes we don't, you know, it's something I need to pray for more myself, because some of the best uh, examples of of God in my life have been with friends, you know, like guys like you and, and friends I have that I needed to have a conversation with, and they told me something that um, I needed to hear, and it was truly God speaking through them to me to give me what I needed at that moment, and there's been times where hopefully I've been that for other people, so also just kind of knowing that, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, gifted enough to get and deliver that message in front of a thousand people yet, who knows, but I can do it with one-on-one, you know, I'm, I think I'm, uh, I, I, I think I'm pretty good one-on-one, and I think I, I've relied on you guys, and hopefully people have relied on me, and so I think we all have a, a challenge to be there for those uh, friends and family that need us the most, you know. Absolutely, and I think that, um, yeah, I've, I've seen it through both of y'all, because I've had some good old chats with both of you, and <laughs> Uh, together, so much wisdom coming from these two guys. Tons. Oh, Tons. Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, I have, I've learned a lot and relied on y'all a lot. And I think that that is a hundred percent true that God, um, is using y'all and your, those, your talents in those situations for me. And another time that I, I really see it, feel it for sure. Feel it. Um, is when we do our prayers before the podcast, um, just a little look into for our listeners. Um, we, we've been asked to, to get this out there and at some point we, we probably will, but we do a little prayer um, where we each um, give up a little something, uh, speak to the Lord prior to the cast. John's kind of our chaplain leader. You know, he's, he's looking at being a deacon one day, so we're kind of grooming him for the spot. <laughs> and, uh, and so he, he kind of leads us off, but it's a pretty neat experience to really feel it, um, feel God, feel the presence of uh, his beauty and works. Uh, between all three of us when that's going on. Yeah, I think that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of guys would like to have. um, And I think too few of us have. Uh, This has been a great thing, uh, you know, doing this podcast just for the growth, expansion of my spiritual life, you know, with things like this. Uh, You know, it's not always easy for people to go out and talk about their faith. 
talk about God or, you know, pray openly in public. But, uh, you know, it's been a very, very good experience for me. And I think we, we nailed it on the one today. I think that might've been the best one we've done so far. Yeah, that yeah. was a good, uh, great prayer. And I think they're all different and necessary at different times. Um, for sure. Another thing that I think is pretty cool about seeing God or beauty in uh, different places, things, people, and all the examples we're talking about today, um, it kind of is in the eyes of the beholder, which I think is pretty cool because maybe, in my opinion, at least one of the cool things about life is we're all different. We all think differently, which is really neat to me because if we all thought the same or saw the same, man, what would be the point? It'd be a pretty dull place. So I appreciate the, you know, crazy people out there like John that bring that to the table for us. Uh, and then the soft hearted CCs of the world. It, it's really, really a cool thing. And so I think when you, when you think about beauty and you think about seeing these things, what can be really awe inspiring or someone seeing God and one thing can be totally different from some, someone else, which I think the inner fabric in all those situations is God is present in all. Um, and that beauty can be found, um, differently by different people. What do y'all think about that? The eyes of the beholder, just a little different for each person. I totally agree. I think a lot of times, um, at least in my life, I've been reserved or hesitant to maybe speak what was on my heart or mind because I felt like it wasn't um, gonna touch somebody or maybe it just was, I wasn't gonna articulate it well. Um, but it's funny how you can say something that might be uh, just menial to you, but it really impacts the person who heard it. Uh, it's like you could have the same conversation with 10 people and 10 people all have a different um, take on what you had to say. Uh, so you never know, you know, never be afraid, I guess, is the way I would speak to that, to to share what's on your heart and mind with, with those around you, because you might just be God for somebody that day, even if you don't think you are or you were, because I know in my life, there's been situations where I've heard someone, and like when you guys are, are praying, you know, it's like you're, you're you know, I'm picking up things from you guys that, A, I know I need to pray for because you're speaking from your heart and I know it's on your heart, but also you're giving me insight and wisdom into things that I didn't think about. And so it's like, if we didn't have that moment together, uh, I wouldn't have that gift from y'all. So uh, I think it's, it just speaks to, there's always somebody out there who needs to hear what you have to say, even if you don't think that you're worthy enough or have the intellect or the the, the verbiage to to say it right. Yeah, I would agree. You know, there's there's certain beauty in um, the way that this life is put together. There's, you know, there's so many ups and downs, so many struggles. Um, and, you know, that's what makes it interesting. Uh, you know, some of these things are a lot more difficult to get through, get over. But, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to travel the journey to get to our final destination. I got a quick question for you guys uh, to kind of change gears a little bit. What would you say to people who say, I don't, I haven't felt the presence of God or I don't see that, or I don't see it anymore. What would you say to people who um, are not having those experiences or have difficulty seeing it? Good question, Johnny. Um, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, the heart, and that is looking within your own heart to maybe see and or feel what God puts on your heart for, you know, your purpose, place in life. And then when you're talking to someone else or visiting with them, being around them, 
um, try to look within their heart. It's not the outward appearance necessarily. It's uh, what's inside somebody that could be someone is someone like good old tiny, little tiny. You can see a lot within that, that beautiful heart he has or somebody who's nine years old. Um, I, I think that's something that I personally care a lot about is trying to look, look within somebody, not an outward appearance situation. So I think a good starting point is a, to look at someone else's heart and, and where their heart is and B look within your own to try to feel that um, presence of God, the spirit um, within you, whenever, whatever it is you're doing, visiting with people, if it's out in nature, if it's just driving your car, being in silence. Um, that's what I think is a pretty, a pretty good modality that I use a lot of times at least. Yeah, man, that's a, that's an awesome question. It's so true. It's like, you know, some people just had so much darkness in their life and like, you know, why would God let these things happen? You know, and, you know, it's interesting. I always feel like God gave us free will. We live in an imperfect world, a sinful world that we have no control over. And I don't think, you know, God's given us the tools and strength to face those challenges. And, you know, sometimes it's just helping people find, you know, the simple things, you know, when you really have a focus on gratitude, like what is something you could be grateful for? Like, that's a gift. Um, you know, maybe it is just something very small, but you know, God is love. And so if there's one person who loves you in your life, um, and you, maybe you have to be that person for that person to show them what love is and help them see God in that love, that could be a start, you know, just for, just, just to get the, open that little crack of that door and let them start seeing the beauty of that love and if you're associating God with love. That's awesome. Well, I think it, you know, it's good to remember that, um, you know, don't freak out, don't panic because for one, he's never going to leave you, you know, um, he'll, he's always going to be there for you, you know, for us as broken people, um, you know, we're the ones that tend to change and move away in a different direction to where maybe our, situation the way that we're living the behavior we're um dealing with you know may may turn us away to where we're we have more difficulty seeing his presence so i think you know you could reevaluate your life and look and see where you're how you're living um and if it's a way that would be pleasing or displeasing uh to god and then if you know if you're you feel like you're going in the wrong direction you know, you can always turn around and sweet little baby Jesus is there waiting with open arms, no matter what you do or where you go. When in doubt, just call CC. He'll help you out. <laughs> That's awesome. No, actually, it's funny, Steve. You uh, So we're, we've talked a lot of times about these negative things, right? So, you know, maybe something bad's happening. You're like, I can't find God because my world's horrible. What about the flip side? What about your inability to see God because everything's so good. And I, me and April were actually talking about this right before um, we got on tonight. Uh, the story, uh, not story, the movie. Hey, here's a movie I saw. God's oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, you saw a movie. There's, uh, is it God's Not Dead? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a great movie, and that might be a good movie to speak to which you commented on, Steve. But April said this. She quoted it. And I, I had to look it up to remind myself, um, but it's basically the comment that sometimes this was said in the movie. Um, sometimes the devil allows people to live a life free of trouble because it doesn't want you to turn to God. So their sin is like a jail cell. 
except it's all nice and comfy and there's really no reason to leave. The door's wide open um, until one day time runs out and the cell door slams shut, but it's too late. So you never, you never had the suffering or you never had the, the difficulty. So you didn't lean on God because, hey, man, life is good. What am I have to pray for? I'm not, you know, and then boom, you know, sometimes it's too late. So that's kind of something else to contemplate your inability to see God because maybe things are okay. Yeah, Craig, I think that that's a really great point, flipping that around. You know, I think all of us in life, I say it all the time, I think it's great that we have adversity and what we deem as bad things happen to us because it does allow for those purposes. But we all, hopefully, at some points or another, getting good runs where things are going great. It could be family, work, just life is just at the high, and it gets pretty easy to tune out maybe the temptations or other things that are going on in our life. We're rocking along but yes um the the undertones are always there and i think it does get pretty easy to think oh man life's good right now i'm not gonna worry or look for those things or try to strengthen my relationship with the lord things like that i think that's an absolute um necessary evil that does happen and go on yeah i think that happens you know with um you know i think it's happening now with the younger generation of people where you know, they're smart, they're successful, you know, I made it on my own, I'm doing all of this stuff, nobody helped me, uh, maybe they didn't have exposure to any type of faith growing up that, uh, you know, they don't feel like there was anyone, you know, looking over them, helping them, they feel like they're self-made and did it on their own, and they're in the situation where you're talking about, I did all of these things, I'm successful, I've, I've got all this stuff, um, and they're not living, you know, a life that may be beneficial for them in the long run. Um, and that's, that's, that's a great, interesting point. I remember that in the movie now that you talk about it. <laughs> it's been a great while movie. since I've seen it. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, guys, it is time for our weekly segment of what made you pump the brakes and what made you hit the gas. And really, I think John and I just had a, a momentary pause. CC running across <laughs> his house with a deer head. It made me pause a little bit, John. What about you? Oh, no, man, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> Look at the way that he was hitting the gas to go get that. And then so, running around wearing it. He's lucky he doesn't get shot. There'll be a picture put out there. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, we were talking about deer hunting earlier, and it got me in the spirit. So maybe we'll share something with the listeners on that. <laughs> it's coming out hot. But uh, anyway, Cece, we'll throw it over to you this week, buddy. Okay, guys, so I guess I did a little combination of brakes and gas, if we can summarize it. Um, so my daughter had homecoming this weekend, so we were hitting the gas, getting you know ready for a dance and all of that exciting stuff. We were able to participate. Uh, her little group had a, a dinner at one of our friend's houses, and it was catered by a restaurant. The parents were able to stay in the kitchen and have you know wine and the kids were in the pool house kind of having their own little world so it was just fun to kind of be part of the pictures and that whole process and uh, she was on homecoming court so uh, for the football game I was able to escort her out on the field and it was just really special you know watching my kids grow up and just to have those little moments in their life you know we were talking about seeing God and I mean, I've seen God in their little kindergarten plays all the way to being able to, you know, hold my daughter's arm and walk across the football field. And, you know, one day I, I presume maybe if uh, it's God's will, I'll hold their arm going down the wedding aisle. And so it's, uh, 
it was a special moment where I hit the brakes and just reflected on that moment. Um, it was really cool with the dance. Um, the fathers um, were able to escort their daughter that was on court, you know, kind of through the crowd and we shared a dance together, which was really cool. Um, you know, got to twirl her like we did whenever she was five and six years old. And so that was, it's pretty special, man. It makes you really just take a step back and look at your life and give God thanks for just, just the beauty of it. And, Pretty, pretty cool. So that was my hit, hit my brakes and hit the gas kind of combo. So it was, uh, it was pretty special. Yeah. And I got to get in a little bit of that action. I was at the football game whenever you walked <laughs> a, across the field. Did you remember on uh, last week's cast? He was like, well, I guess I'm going to be the dad now. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, you know, he handled the dad role great. He oh, my champ out there. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. <laughs> You always sit in the bleachers, you're like, oh, there's the dads walking their daughters out, you know, and all of a sudden we're like, wait, I'm that dad now. It's so trippy. You know, like, what is that? What's that all about? You know, so I'm walking out there and we got a little inside joke is if one of us will spy the other in town, we'll take a little candid photo and post it to a group text. So phone goes off. I look down and there's me sitting by the track. I'm like, where's this guy? At? Where's Steve at? I know he's out here. I feel like Steve could be a private investigator. He, he seems to find us everywhere. I don't know how <laughs> he, he does, does it, but he does. He does. I mean, I'll tell you, it's awesome. He spotted our man, Green Paul, the first time the dude was in Lake Charles in like weeks and bam, he's got him. I'm like, good Lord, John. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, no, Craig, I think that that's a... Uh, a good one, man. And just listening to you right there, I can really see the reflection and, and how it touched your heart, man. So I think that that's a pretty, a pretty neat happening and a pretty cool part of life, man. Some men's forever for there, for sure. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in this week and we'll kind of leave you with a little Ephesians 2.10 action coming here for you. And um, it says, we are all God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I think, you know, uh, speaks a little bit to, to a lot of the stuff we've, we've discussed today, especially some of the thought-provoking questions that Johnny Boy threw out there. You know, keep in mind, we're all created in God's image when you're looking at your brothers and sisters. And uh, if you're struggling trying to find that way, know that uh, God's got a plan for you. His handiwork's uh, to be made through you. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more. I'm living my